0: Welcome to the Best Coast Beach Podcast. This is Richie. And this is Mark. Thank you so much again to our first podcast guest, Amelia. And now we are excited to move into our second interview. Um, we have Rachel here from Toby Dynabox. Mark, do you want to tell us a little bit more about her?
1: Of course. Thank you so much for joining us today, Rachel. Uh, Rachel Shepard is a Solutions Consultant with Toby Dynavox in the Bay Area. Uh, Rachel, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, let's see. I'm from Indiana originally, so a long way from home right now. I got my undergraduate degree in Communication Sciences and Disorders at University of Um, at Indiana University. (laughs) Uh Um, And I did my graduate studies and got my master's in speech language pathology at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center. Um, Promptly moved to Denver for my internship and then accepted my first job out in the Bay Area at a nursing facility. So the last Mm -hmm. um, three years, before I took the job with Toby Dynavox, I was working in nursing facilities and really enjoyed specifically the subacute acute population um, with patients dependent on ventilators and had tracheostomies. Um, wow. As much the as I, that, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: taking you a lot of places.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been following my job around um, and career around for quite a while. It's been really, it's been an exciting way to see the world or the country.
1: That's great to hear. Um, Could could you tell us a little bit um, about what attracted you to working with Toby Dynavox and what about the platform you feel is so valuable for therapists?
2: Yeah, Um, I worked with Toby Dynavox as a clinician for um, many years, reaching back into grad school. Um, Mm -hmm. And I always really loved the products that they developed. And I was drawn towards them because I love AAC. I love speech generating devices and communication. um, Just effective and efficient communication is something Mm -hmm. that um, I just want for everybody. So Toby Dynavox, Is you know a series of basically three components. The that we have hardware solutions for various access methods from touch to switch to eye gaze access, and paired with software solutions like Communicator 5, Board Maker, Snap Scene, Snap Core First, um, and then kind of to tie those two together, we offer an ecosystem of support. Um, so between CEU courses, um, different apps that are paired with software to help support the users, their families, and their SLPs. Um, and then people like me, you know, there's air, there's a representative for every area. Um, and then there are people that we can turn to as well, and that users can turn to for our tech support team. So it's that hardware, the software, and then that ecosystem of support to tie it all together. And Toby Dynavox I feel is just along for the journey. We love celebrating the successes Mm -hmm. and finding solutions to any barriers that our users
0: are coming up against. Yeah, and I yeah. I can imagine now moving into teletherapy and kind of shifting everything that way. Um, there must be some unique challenges that have come up for the users and for our children who use AAC. Um, what have you seen with that? <laughs>
2: Definitely. Yeah, right now is quite an unusual time um where everyone was thrown so rapidly into providing teleservices. Um so we've actually I've actually it's been really exciting to see the changes and how rapidly everyone is adapting and how creative everyone is getting. Um, I think the biggest challenge that we're facing as SLP is providing these services is getting the family of the user with an AAC device to buy in to using the AAC device at home. Yeah. At, mm-hmm. Yeah, at yeah. school, you know, we have teachers, the SLP's, Um, who are more comfortable perhaps with using those devices. And now that the student is at home all the time now, um, Mm -hmm. we really need family buy-in.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, And I I know that's just as a clinician, I know that's something that like we struggle through in regular uh, times as well. And now it's definitely harder. Um, And in, in line with this, um, What do you feel like Probe Dynavox has done to make teletherapy efforts more successful? Because I know you guys offer a variety of support um, during this time.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've launched um, a series of public live trainings exactly for this purpose, to support both SLPs and parents or family members um, to get more comfortable with the software, to learn how to pair the software, the software communication software with a platform like Zoom or FaceTime. And in addition to the live public trainings, which involve a lot of instruction, but are also just an open forum for um, brainstorming as a community, um, we have a lot of quick guide materials for how to conduct the teletherapy sessions and remote assessments with the software and using, um, using the platforms, the various platforms. One of the, I think, super cool public trainings that have been offered is really um, supporting families on how to use the device in a home environment and creating those communication opportunities at home, which I think is actually a really great upside to doing teletherapy because it's getting hands-on involvement from the parents. And, you know, if there are siblings around, it's a fantastic opportunity to bring in that peer model, which you might not always have access to.
1: Of course, yeah.
2: Wow, that's a really good point with the siblings. Um, You can go to Toby Dynavox's website. And along the top, there's a section called support and training. And once you click on that support and training tab, there's a live trainings option to
1: click.
0: Cool. Um, Hopefully our listeners can definitely check that out. Um, And in addition to these trainings, just generally from Toby Dynavox, what resources would you recommend um, during this time? I'd say
2: check out the Learning Hub courses. Um, The courses are free and SLPs can earn CEUs from them. Um, And they're from a range of topics, from how to conduct an assessment to how does eye gaze work to implementation of AAC using speech generating devices. There's also some courses specific to the software. So you can really take a deep dive and look into the, you know, the inner workings and in and outs of SnapCore first. Um, I think something that's been really exciting to see come out since um, since the shelter in place and coronavirus has really um, taken over our lives, Toby Dynavox has created a set of language topics specific to coronavirus to let these students talk about that at
0: home. And they can be downloaded onto SnapCore First software. That's awesome, but I can imagine yeah. how useful that must be right now. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing those resources. And uh, oh yeah, can I throw out can I throw out a couple
2: more? Sorry, absolutely (laughs) no, that would be amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, Um, yeah. In addition to the coronavirus language topics, we have extended our um, free SnapCore first download from from thirty days to sixty days, and our Boardmaker online account. um, You can get the free version for 90 days now and that goes until May 1st and then it's just 60 days. But we've extended our trials due to the unforeseen circumstances. Um, And I'd always recommend whenever you're using SnapCore First software with a student or a user, download the Pathways app as well because that is the free app that pairs directly with the SnapCore First. It gives tips on how to talk about family? talk with families about modeling, um, how to look for success um, it has lesson plans and letters home to families and can really assist in some goal writing. So that is like a
0: gold mine in my mind.
1: yeah, it sounds like it. Thank you so much.
0: yeah, yeah. thank you. um just to shift gears a little bit, I wanted to get into some of our listener questions. Um, so, we're we're so excited that we have some, like, uh, real questions from our SLPs who are actually experiencing um, some of these challenges in real time. So, the first question I wanted to ask is, um, how can you use an AAC device to train a student to initiate conversation or social interactions?
2: It's a great question, <laughs> and it's, you know, the, the timeless question, the question that gets Asked again and again. Um, And I think that it's multi-part. I think that modeling is a huge aspect to promote success with AAC use. So this can be anytime a communication partner around the student is talking, they can use the device too. The device isn't just for the user. It should be for anyone who's communicating with the user to take advantage of those opportunities to model. When they see the parent use the device, in addition to their natural speech, they start to connect the dots on how they might also use the AA system, AAC system. And I mean, you don't have to model every single word. Maybe just pick one word in the phrase and touch Mm -hmm. that button for the paired word. Um, And it's okay to make mistakes. I think people get caught up in trying to use every word or get a little flustered. Or Mm -hmm. whenever they, you know, make an error, but making errors in language is part of it. Um I think if the person modeling makes that mistake, say, oops, I made a mistake and then correct yourself. (laughs) You know, it's it's that meta (laughs) therapy that's really that can be really beneficial to the user.
1: I especially like what you said uh, about being comfortable with even highlighting just one word, because I'm sure that that makes that core vocabulary item that's being taught just that much more salient for students as well.
2: Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing about core vocabulary is it can be used in multiple contexts. Um, You know, the car goes, go away, I want to go, Um, yeah, the plane goes, so multiple context for all of these core words. And then going back to kind of init- how to get these students to initiate, um, a lot kind of right the side modeling I think is errorless learning. I mean these students are so you can be so used to failing every test or task that when we ask them to label or request, then we're putting them inherently in a testing environment. And that can sometimes cause anxiety or stress. And then it ends up inhibiting learning or, you know, fear or, you know, not wanting to use the device and sort of avoidance because of the pressure involved. So having a page that can be just comments um, instead of requests like, oh, that's really silly or I don't like that um, or even sounds and recording some sounds like hmm or a grunt like if you're playing with play doh and pushing hard, maybe have a button that has a grunt sound. That can be fun. Um, so taking taking the requests out of it can sometimes
0: get people get users to initiate more. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect. Thank you so much for that answer. Um, <laughs> can I can I just add one more thing? So, oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, I feel like I have <laughs> so much to share. No, There's we really appreciate
2: that. it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, So there's modeling, there's errorless learning, and then beyond that, kind of a more structured response that this listener um, might have intended their question to elicit um, is we have behavior supports available in Snapcore First software. Um, Like we have first, then boards, mini schedules, social scripts, social stories. So I think that if you create a routine around using the device and pair it with a social script um, or just a simple page in the software, that can really go a long way, just having that that routine. So for instance, a student walks into the classroom and their aide pulls up the page for them about greetings so that they can select Hi or Good Morning or How are you? Or um, I guess to be more relevant when a student logs into their teletherapy session with the SLP, maybe the parent pulls up that gradings page for them um, at the very first page um, for the first interaction. I just
1: wanted to say, I'm so, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I've had a, a really powerful instance of success with the uh, quick fires for uh, social interaction uh, that are available through SNAP Plus Core. Um, and I recently just called to support a family uh, whose child uses a AAC device with SnapCore on it. And we've been working with those quick fires for a while now. And she hopped on the phone to talk with me. And uh, she said, hi, Mr. Mark. How are you? And when I asked her how she was, she said, awesome. All without Aww, using her device oh
2: because of
1: because of that support she's been getting. And I could tell it just oh, meant so much that. to her to be able to to give that greeting and to interact with me in that way.
2: I love that.
0: Aww.
2: Yeah. I think routines, <laughs> routines go so far.
0: Absolutely. Um, our next question is, do you feel like there is a need for a universal set of AAC symbols?
2: Well, I'm not
0: an expert on
2: AAC symbols. Um, and it would be interesting to see any research that might be available on that, but I don't think it's necessary for a consistent symbol set because so many users have different needs. Um, for example, I was actually just talking with an SLT about this today um, because Toby Dynavox offers both symbol sticks in Communicator 5 software and board maker symbols in the SnapCore 1st software. And the student that we were discussing has some vision challenges. Um, They have CVI and they, we think that they would have a lot of difficulty visually accessing symbol sticks because of how thin the drawings are and how much busier they can look compared to the board maker symbols. So I don't think it's one size fits all. yeah, I think that it's nice to have some options for different user needs. What What do you guys think?
1: I, I thought it was such an say. interesting question. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was such an interesting question. And, you know, it made me think to myself, is there a need for one spoken language?
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, it's a comparable question. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and of course, I think we, we would all instantly say no, right?
2: No. Yeah, of course. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good, it's a great question and um interesting topic to discuss too. But yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not as well versed in other symbol sets
0: as um some other SLPs are. Cool. Okay, let's move on to our next question. Um what are some good strategies for getting classroom staff and family to model use of an AAC device with hierarchical prompting?
2: That's a tough one. <laughs> um, it's such I think a tough one. Yeah. Last, It is. It is. And it's something, you know, we could talk about
0: for days, I think. I'm saying this um, could be like a seminar of its own. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. And I think, I mean, since we're thinking of, well, I think that in services for school staff, classroom staff, um, letters home to family about it, just kind of educating them about um, what hierarchical prompting is, what the steps are, um, you know, ideas of counting to 10 before moving to the next prompt um, to allow processing time and giving that student an opportunity um, to initiate those, you know, just having those conversations and providing that education can be helpful. But um, if we're going to talk more about implementation um, because these SLPs know that education is important, um, I'd say to have them model as much as possible and when they're modeling, maybe just pick one word um, to use. maybe they focus on one word every day and that word might change. Um, and you know just just to give them an anchor point because when we put an AAC device in front of, a teacher or a classroom aide, um, or a parent, there's a lot there. Um, there's a lot mm-hmm. to sift through. It can feel overwhelming really intimidating. So if we say, today, I want you to really focus on the word stop. Today, I, tomorrow, I really want you to focus on um, the word go. Kind of really just giving them a lot of structure with that. Um, and, you know, give them... Give them, allow them to be creative with it. Um, You know, there's no wrong way to use it. If it makes sense to you, go ahead and use it. Um, But while also keeping in mind that keeping things sweet and simple and slowing things down can go a long way as well. Um, And then, you know, within the classroom, there are so many different activities that can happen. And this is where I really love the topics page set in or the topics pages in Snapcore first. Um, You know, there's a page for being in the classroom. There's a page for art class, snack time, recess, toy play, cleaning, group work. Um, You know, the list goes on. There are so many topics. And within that, there's already a bunch of preset comments, questions, um, and different phrases in there. So. If it's time for the student to go to art class, have their aid, go to the topics page, find art class, and just kind of take inventory of what's there and just use it as they can um, throughout the activity.
1: Yeah, I love also how uh, you all have organized it so that you go to the topics page and then you can access supports the little uh, life, lifesaver <laughs> symbol. Oh, yeah, and, I love
2: supports. <laughs> get,
1: yeah, get those, uh, get those visual sequencing elements, uh, you know, just get those different supports that work for that activity.
2: Absolutely. Yep. And you can edit any of those behavioral supports to, to really fit the routine that that student
0: has at school or at home. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that. The next question is my favorite question. I'm like so excited to hear what you say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you do when a child with autism simply stims on every device you trial?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, Before I jump into some potential solutions, I just want to um, mention I think it's important to note the difference between just stimming and exploration, um, mm-hmm. because you know if there's a new device, they're gonna want to touch it a ton and explore it to see what every button does, and that's almost, in a sense, babbling. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right, there is stimming, and we know what stimming is and, and what it looks like, um, and then in Snap software there are some software changes that could be tried. Um, So usually we're on simple touch. So whenever you touch the device, um, there's, you know, we make that selection of the button and there's the speech, um, speech output. But if you go into the settings and change the access method to, say, touch enter or touch exit, which touch enter would be the button is selected as soon as a finger hits the button, whereas touch exit, um, the button would be selected whenever the finger leaves the button. Um, And then there are some hold times as well. So you can put a stipulation on the access method that the user has to touch the button for however much time you specify to make it actually talk. So if they're, they have the device in front of them and they're just tapping it over and over and over again really quickly or just rubbing their hand on it, it, on simple touch, that would just be making the device talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and interrupt itself over and over and over again. But if you put a hold time on it, Then maybe say for half a second, that would require them to be much more intentional about what they're touching. Um, And if they're stimming off of the auditory stimuli instead of like the tactile or proprioceptive stimuli, that could be your fix. Mm -hmm. If they're stimming from, you know, if they're stimming from the tactile or proprioceptive stimuli, um, then making those changes might not have as big of an effect. But another thing, um, in addition to like changing the hold time and those access methods is making a delay, um, stipulating that there needs to be a delay between selections. So it won't just automatically select over and over and over again. Maybe they have to wait five seconds until they can make their next selection. Right. yeah and you know if if their if their body is just doesn't seem to be cooperating, whether whether it's due to dysarthria or like a child who has some stimming behaviors that are resulting because of sensory overload um, and just you know too much sensory and stimulation, then maybe looking into an access method that isn't touch may be appropriate, like head, mouth, or
0: eye gaze. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing about that. Um, cool. That was the end of our listener questions. Mark, did you have any other questions?
1: No. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to think about those listener questions. There were some really, really tough ones in there uh, <laughs> and uh, really good questions <laughs> that I think a lot of us have had in our mind at one, one point in time or another. Uh, so I really appreciate you taking the time.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Sounds like there are just a million and one resources to check out uh, through Toby Dynavox. Um, navigating to TobyDynavox.com, uh, would you say that is the next best step for therapists who want to find out more?
2: Yep, I'd say um, go to TobyDynavox.com. And check out the support and training section. Another great avenue would be creating a MyToby Dynavox account and downloading a Pathways app. Those are probably the three best avenues for
0: resources and support.
1: Great. Well, take care of yourself. And thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you, Rachel, for um, sharing all those details about AAC with us. Um, Our next interview is going to be with um, Husna Muhammadi, and we have worked with her for two years now. She is all about bringing love and positive energy into all of her speech sessions. So we are really excited about um, her unique perspective on teletherapy. Thanks for listening along today with Best Coast Beach. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Best Coast Beach. Our Facebook page is called Best Coast Beach, And our website is bestcoastbeach.com. Check out our blog and the app. We would love to get feedback and hope to see you on our next adventure. You can listen to our podcast at... Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Apple Podcast, BreakerCast, Boxing, Product, Overcast, PocketCast, pocket, Radio, Public, Spotify, and
2: Stitcher. Perfect. We'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh <laughs>